Welcome back to another episode of the Forever Game Podcast. We're starting. Okay. And today we have a three camera setup. So um, I'm considering For one listeners at home, we have a three camera yeah, setup. I'm considering the one pointing at me, the A camera. <laughs> and then the B camera pointing at Jamie. And then Duh. C is the wide angle that gets in. Oh, does yeah. it get us both? It gets us both in it. Sweet. Yep. We're very safely and socially distanced. Yes, right. Which we have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to talk about, well, it's, did you come up with a separate topic? Yes, but this is your episode. Okay. Mine, my topic will be for the next episode, but Got per it. usual, we're very prepared. Yes. Like you didn't, well, you're not even telling me about what's that. about to come out of your mouth. Like, I don't even know what you're going to say. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see what happens. So we were having a conversation the other day uh-huh. with a friend and the topic came up about, I was talking about like, you know, buying a, buying a building space and renovating it. Yeah. And a friend of mine was like, well, why don't you lease? You know, you should lease. There's lots of places to lease. It's, and I was like, I can't stand the idea of leasing, of like writing, you know. A check that disappears. A check that disappears forever, you know. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but you just minimize your risk. And it brought up something that we've talked about before. Uh-huh. And is looking at number one your risk tolerance it's a thing um and we'll get into that but then also what are you motivated by and some people you guys didn't follow this analogy when i first brought it up some no people, i i didn't i will say some people are motiva- motivated by a safe floor so like job security stable stability like trustworthy in the career da 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 mm-hmm. right they're motivated by that they seek mm-hmm. that yes and then there are some people that are motivated by a high ceiling or maybe no ceiling like unlimited potential yes. possibility yep they're a little n- bit of like unknown right they're well they're more motivated by the ability to go up yep. and to build yeah and Usually those people are not motivated, like a safe floor doesn't motivate them. It, it like demotivates them. Yeah. If they're in a safe, secure place, usually safety and security doesn't mean you have a high ceiling as well. Like you have to, you know, my wife is a teacher. You kind of have to pick one or the other. Yeah. She yeah. knows exactly how much money she can make exactly, you know, for the next 30 years. It's all structured already. Yeah. Very safe, solid floor, but also a rock solid low ceiling. Like they're almost the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You're pigeonholed between. Yes. In such a stable. Yes. Secure environment. And for some people that's motivating. And for some people it isn't. And so but like, think, how does that motivate her? I just want to try and understand Angie better. I think for people like that, it is like they stress, they're so nervous about what could go wrong that if they don't have to worry about that anymore, it allows them like the freedom of peace to just kind of go about their job Uh because they like the job. They don't want to have to worry about fluctuation or risk. As soon as you can remove that, then they can like sort of peacefully go about their day and enjoy their work. And there's, there aren't a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. The business environment is pretty like just level. Think about teaching. It's the exact same every single year, you know, same Mm -hmm. month, same days. I was trying to think of another industry where that's like the same, you know, but teaching is a lot of government jobs are that way. Uh huh. Yeah, I suppose. 
you know? Yeah. So then the question came up naturally. It was like, well, what motivates you? Yeah, so, which was kind of my topic, podcast topic, but I oh, realized okay. it bled into what we were talking about now. Sure. So what do you, if you had to assess yourself, what excites you more? What excites me more? What gets you more, what do you, if you had a decision between... If I had to choose between either world... Yeah. I'm not picking the stable world. Okay. I don't think. Like, but I do, I know that you and I are so different in a lot of ways, obviously, but, but I'm somewhere in the middle, you know, like, yeah, I, don't, you are. I don't go crazy for like the, I don't know. Well, let's like, take a look. I, I hate the idea of not being able to pivot or like bring, infuse creativity yep. or try new things. Um, like there being somebody above that's saying, nope, sorry, can't do that. Yep. <laughs> that's what that's what I don't like or yeah. like any sort of micromanagement. Let's, <laughs> let's look at your current situation. Let's assume the decisions you've made reflect who you are to mm -hmm. get to this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right now, I think you lean more towards the safe side. So let me explain. I was talking about a frame of reference of dollars. You're not motivated by dollars. No, you are more motivated by the stability of being able to do what you want when you want to without <laughs> risk. Because yes. right now in your current situation, you really don't have any like big time risk where like things could really go wrong, where you own something or you Agreed. owe a bunch of money. You know what I mean? And I've chosen that yes. <laughs> like, intentionally yes. multiple times. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. I know. That's and what I'm so, seeing. But you like being around. But I like to play with the risk. Yeah. You like being like, in there a little bit. This is kind of like having your cake and eating it too. Don't you think I'm a chronic... Um, I, no, I think it is like watered down lemonade. It's still pretty good. Like it's still okay. It's still better than regular water. Uh huh. Uh huh. But it's not like you don't get like the big like. It's not super flavorful, but it also could be really bad and like really tart and yeah. terrible. Yep. You have it watered down a little bit, so there's not a lot of risk. You know what I mean? Agreed. It is a bit risky in that the places you work for, like. They have risk. They could uh -huh. go down or something yeah. bad could happen. But really, you just go and find another part-time job or job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's not like you really are, like yes. you will lose something uh -huh. other uh -huh. than that work environment. I am not like directly impacted by things, shit hitting the fan. I mean, I am and I am, am not. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. You've chosen a slightly <laughs> more insulated approach. Which means the floor yeah. has moved up a little bit. There's not a, this terrible floor where you could, like, you, know, you own something so it could file bankruptcy and owe a bunch of money. Like, uh -huh. that doesn't exist for uh -huh. you. But also, the high end of owning and maybe it going really crazy also doesn't exist. Yep. It's a little more in the middle. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. But I don't think I could, I could go further in the other direction of where I'm at. Yeah, right? and more conservative. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of a sudden I change lanes and I'm a teacher. I don't know. Right. Another, but I, I don't think I could do that. Sure. There's just too many, like, const constrictions. Yeah. I feel like I'm a fish in a little fishbowl. Like, and you like that. <laughs> running yeah. into the walls. Yeah. What was that? And then you have short-term memory loss, so you just keep doing it. Um, yep. 
And then I'm a little bit different. Yeah. And I didn't know this. This brings up the idea of risk tolerance. When I first learned about risk tolerance and like really like it came to me when I was looking at like when I was touring around and meeting all these business people, they were talking about risk tolerance, right? Yeah. And um, I, you know, they would just look at me and say, oh, you're a teacher. You don't like risk. And they would just say that. Or they put but you I, in a box. But I'd always been in education. I had no idea, no reason to doubt them or disagree. Right. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I don't like risk. And <laughs> all of a sudden you start like t telling internalizing yourself that, and that's it. Yeah. Not, yeah. Well, I'd never really taken any, uh -huh. really, uh -huh. you know. Um, and but what we realized with our friend who we were talking with is it, I think it's like a muscle. He said this. It's like a muscle you can get better at. Well, I started, we started break, like, I think I threw out the question of like, you can become more risk adverse, but what it takes is risk failing. tolerant. Risk, yeah, risk tolerant. Yep. What it takes is failing, I think. Like, I think that's, and you kind of disagreed with me. Yeah. But essentially the idea of trying something, like it can be a, a small amount of risk, but you, you sort of like condition yourself over time the same way you like train to do competitive okay. things. I can see that. Do you know what I mean? Like you condition yourself just a little bit more every time. And like not everybody's going to reach the same level of yeah. tolerance, right? Yep. But but you can get there, but you have to be willing to like oop, take a step in one direction. Yeah, I think initially when you start something, the the risk I always do hand motion. is always you know, Italian or something. <laughs> the risk the risk is, is the risk is always is mostly when you start something new unless you're like borrowing a bunch of money to buy something. Yeah. But it's almost always like embarrassment. Yeah. Or being public and not working and then having to that's really the big risk I right know. away. People people have like the ego at play for yeah. sure. And I think that's the only thing you risk. And then eventually you get humbled so much. So like every business is like there's like ups and downs. And sometimes the ups and downs are in the same day. Uh-huh. You know? It's a roller coaster. And you've experienced it with me too. Yes. Right? I experience it with all Yeah, assets. with all. Right. Yes. And and what what you learn I think is the upswings don't excite you near, like you're not as overly elated as you were, and the downswings don't hit you as hard mm -hmm. as they used to. Like mm -hmm. you learn to kind of find yourself in the middle, regardless of whether it's up or down, and that's where I think more risk tolerance comes from. Is you you get you get humbled so much early on in the small failures that you're like, eh. Screw it. Who cares what everyone thinks? Mm -hmm. Like you really get to that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which and, is tolerance. Yep. Which means you equally don't care if they think you're super successful and you don't care whether you, they think that you kind of suck. And I used to be someone that always wanted everyone to think I was doing great. Yeah. But now it's the opposite. Now I love, and like I'm a little bit nitty gritty when people think that we're like so small and cute and we suck. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I kind of, I like to leave it that way. Yeah. yeah. You know? I think that's, that's not a bad place to be. Like, right. You've sort of, I don't know, just, again, you've conditioned yourself in a, in a much healthier way. But I for think your, so. like, mental state yeah. and for the business's state, too, you're right. not, like, no longer It's devastated. all over. Yeah. <laughs> Although we still have those conversations where you, are, you know that it's very much a possibility that, you know, a couple, one day a couple clients could fire us for yeah. some reason. Who knows? Like... Shit right. could always hit the fan, but also like when things you celebrate the good things, realizing that 
you're just on a like yeah. an ebb and flow. And as long as ride. the up and down is generally going up, then you're okay. The overall you know, the direction. fact that we've like more than doubled our client base means we're a little safer. Like yeah. if yeah. one or two fired us, we'd be like, oh shoot. But we'd yeah. like, well, we'll be okay. Diversified. Yes. And then when we look at buying the building, the debt doesn't make me nervous. And we have a couple of unique situations that and, make it I agree. Better. It's definitely like a really, really um, exciting, like, hin there's a yeah. thing that behind the scenes that's allowing you to be a little bit more aggressive, more aggressive yeah. and less scared because right. we have like this. Yeah. Like a little piece safety of the pie net. guaranteed. Yes. Kind of thing. And so yeah. that makes it. Which probably sounds really confusing when yeah. we're trying right. to tackle this. Basically, we have someone that wants, as soon as we want to yeah. buy and renovate the place, they want to rent it. They want to be like a long-term long, rent. On a long-term rent. And it's an exciting, like, partnership. Exactly. For us. Yes. A good fit. And so, anyway, yeah, that, I, so when it comes to risk, no longer does, like, being safe and having a lease that you can quickly get out of motivate mm -hmm. me. Um, like, that demotivates me. It's more the ability to, like... You know, I don't, it might be, you know, significant amount of debt that we take on, but mm -hmm. as long as you have a plan and you learn. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ignoring you at all. I was trying to find um, what I sent you last night because I couldn't remember exactly what it said, but I sent you a message that said, this is how your brain works. And oh, yes. it was a little thing that said- It was from Tom- Tom Bilyeu, who's- But Peter Jackson, you know who Peter Jackson is? Filmmaker. Yep. Okay, well, it says that on the piece of paper. <laughs> Who is Peter Jackson? What film? What film did he make? What film I'm series I'm sure it's like an make? epic film that I should know. Yeah. And by film, I mean movie. The Lord of the Rings. Oh, so that's no, what, I don't know. That's what really put him on. Okay, so it says, if it gets easy, it becomes less interesting. Yes. Which I can relate to, but I know that that is 100% how you operate. And that's... You just get... You cannot yeah. be bored and stagnant. Like there has to be change and excitement and challenge. Right. There are people like my wife that when they figure it out, whatever it is, a new thing, they figure out how it works and can, they feel, they love the idea of replicating and refining it, you know, like small little mm -hmm. bits and getting better and better and better, like small little pieces. Making, creating efficiencies within efficiencies. Yeah, just like really just, you know. Which requires a little creativity too. Oh, like, totally. Don't get me wrong. No, I, I admire those people. Yeah. As soon as I like figure out generally how it all works, I'm like, damn, I'm done with that now. And yeah. problem solved. And I know how that works, so I'm now not interested anymore. Yeah. Which is why you, you're good at what you're doing right now, because it is macro thinking. In and a it's sense. always changing. And we kind of need somebody. Y yes, we in do. In that other. Very much. Because I can't say that I excel at that either. Right. But you'd be better at maintaining and sticking to it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and let's just, I mean, take example, our diets. Yes. <laughs> In fact, this I, is always a great the example. most recent message I I've super, sent I'm to super someone. super consistent. Like when I yes. figure something out, I'm like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very happy about the idea of sticking to it. Right. You? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, no, I just sent a message to my brother-in-law. This guy figured out he took, you know, those crescent rolls that come in like a can. Oh my God. Yeah. He like lays, a busted can of biscuits. Yeah. He lays them out and then he cuts up ice cream sandwich pieces and puts them inside and wraps them and then throws them in the air fryer. And I was like, Oh, 
That is amazing. Where are you going with that story? This is the TikTok algorithm now shows yeah. me this stuff. <laughs> but I was just saying, like, I've been eating pretty well and, like, doing okay. And then something like that hits my world, and I'm like, whoa. I should go to Middle Fork and get a piece of that cookie, cookie dough, dough cake. cake. Mm hmm mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So as long as you know which one you are, and then you have the humility to value the people different than you, yeah, I and do pull think them that's in. A, two important, really, really important things is like figuring out what the hell motivates you, right? Yep. Like where do you fall in that scheme? And, and it's okay. Yeah. To whichever one it is. Yeah there's, yeah, there's pros and cons to everything, right? Yep. And then second piece, like surrounding yourself with people. I think it's good that I hang out with you a lot, right? Because you push me to like take more risk. And you remind me that the details and consistency matter. Uh huh. And uh -huh. so if you're listening to this and you have this sneaking feeling that you're a more conservative person, but yet you've started your own thing. Yeah. It's not over. Right. You just have to find someone to come with that is more risk, you know, tolerant than you. Yeah. That is ready to jump and go and do that. And it might mean like giving up some of your equity to do that. You might, you might hate that. But that person, remember, is not motivated by you just paying them a consistent amount of money. Mm -hmm. So they don't care about that. They also don't care if you give them some equity if they don't make any money. They're not nervous of the risk. Right. If they love what, if you guys have similar values, different skill sets, and you have a similar sense of humor, which is super important. Um, mm -hmm. You might, it might actually be better and more enjoyable and more successful for you to bring in someone that is more the risk taker and give them some equity and tell them tr the truth. I, I can't promise you to really pay you at much anything, but I don't get paid either, you know, yeah. if you're starting. <laughs> and uh -huh. they will be motivated in helping you take it to the moon and um, because most of the stories you hear are is the founder is someone more like me and yeah. they, then they find someone else to bring in that counterbalances them but it can work the other way too right right i my lost my train of thought oh i was thinking about yeah that the the scenario of there isn't always it's not always possible to bring somebody into your business but right. at the very least surrounding yourself with other yeah. you know, people in similar worlds that are different, right. right? Like different, hanging out with them. Like literally just having them in your circle is yeah. important. It's important, but I really do think if you really wanna make that business thing go and you have that sneaky suspicion that you are very conservative, you're motivated by safety, but yet you love the idea of doing your own thing, you gotta find someone that's a little more risky than you. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right, well, uh, that was the episode. We gotta go get to work now. Okay. Sounds good. I feel like that was, that was interesting. That's fine. Well, whatever. <laughs> we did it. Almost feels like we're on the view. Like we're about to, we just had a very serious conversation. Uh-huh.